Thank you for tuning in to The Gospel According To. As you may know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and we are happy to have Faithful Counseling sponsor our episodes all month long. Life is hard, and often incredibly so. Between work, schooling, parenting, relationships, and a whole host of other stressors, life can even feel unbearable. I have found that talking with a licensed and trained professional can help ease the burden. Faithful Counseling is a Christian counseling service with thousands of trained therapists across all 50 states. They are accessible through video or phone session and even chat and text. With therapists who specialize in stress, anxiety, trauma, family conflicts, and more, there's definitely a therapist for you. Heck, these therapists could probably even help the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles overcome some of their issues. You can stop or switch therapist at any time. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you. More scheduling flexibility and at a more affordable price. They even have a special offer for listeners. Those who go to faithfulcounseling.com TGAT receive 10% off their first month. You want to be the best version of yourself, and if you don't already have a master splinter helping you get there, then Faithful Counseling wants to step in and help. Thank you again to Faithful Counseling for sponsoring the Gospel According To podcast. Now to the Gospel According To Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Welcome to the Gospel According To podcast, the first and only podcast looking at the intersection of pop culture and the Christian faith. I'm your host, Dave Hallahan, joined as always by my co-host, and you may know him as the guy who can shell out the justice, it's Dan Ulrich. Yeah, some people call me uh, cool but rude, uh, but you should know I'm really a party dude. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Glad to be back with you, Dan. And we're not alone. Uh, we have a very special guest here to talk with us about the gospel according to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And you may know him as not those Huckabees. It's Tyler Huckabee. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> welcome, oh, Tyler. Absolutely. Yeah. Welcome. Not those Huckabees. <laughs> there was a time, like, I used to have to spell the last name, you know, and I, like, when, like, and, you know, and people, like, were, I had to go into the bank or whatever, or restaurants put to put in the name. You don't have to do that anymore, but now I also feel like I have to be, like, it's the same as those Huckabees, but it's not like, but I'm not with yeah, them, but it's not, it's a different For spelling thing. purposes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a couple famous Ulrichs. There's Lars Ulrich, drummer Metallica, sure. Skeet Ulrich. Yeah. Uh, 2000s star heartthrob. Uh, not, mostly, mostly good yeah. Ulrichs. I feel like, like pretty positive association. A nice it, tale. The whole, the whole Napster thing with, you know, Lars Ulrich was kind of like, uh, I guess that's true. Whatever, but not a lot of Hallahans, Dave. It's true. I actually, so I have this thing that I do. I don't, especially in movie theaters, I'll do it at home if I have the time uh, or the patience really. But when I watch a movie, I'll watch the closing credits all the way through to see if I can find a Hallahan. I have yet to find a Hallahan. Oh, <laughs> there. So if you're a Hallahan who has ever worked on a movie, let me know. I'll watch your movie and I'll watch the credits and it'll be a good time. Not even like the Marvel movies. There's like 10,000 people that work on those. I know. I know. But I'm telling you, I, I'm looking and I can't find it. So, so if you Dave find Hallahan, the most famous Hallahan <laughs> that exists. Yeah. I mean, I, 
I co-started the first and only podcast looking at <laughs> the intersection of pop culture and Christianity. So it's going to be hard to top that. Yes. Uh, That's news to me. I had no idea. I've been, uh, you know, I've, I've, this has been part of my beat for a little while, but to come on the premiere. <laughs> yes. Yes. Christian faith and pop culture podcast is a real treat for me. This is a, this feels yeah, like Tyler, a real career if anybody ever else tells you that they have that corner of the market, they're lying. Heard, uh, heard, heard. I got gotcha. you. I'll let them know. Yes. I'll, I'll put the word out there. We, we have uh, a peek behind the curtain. We have had people actually reach out to us on Instagram and they're like, I don't think you can say that. I don't think you're like, they're like, uh, have you heard of relevant podcasts? I'm like, no, actually, I haven't. I've never heard of it. Uh, not sure what you're talking about. Sure, they're doing something completely different. Uh, but I mean, yeah, yeah we, there's been Christian 100%. podcasts and there have been pop culture podcasts, but really none that surely, have been, you know, surely none that have done it, done it together. I can, I, I am not professionally associated with Relevant Magazine anymore, but I feel pretty confident in saying, unless there's been a major change and how they run things over there, that they will not be discussing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, in any capacity anytime soon, certainly not in the context of the gospel. So I think you're at, li- at the very least, you're on very safe ground yeah. in this department. Yeah. You you have the market cornered <laughs> on this particular jurisdiction of pop culture. <laughs> Great. And th- that's why we have you here, because you're not afraid to talk about the hard topics like the gospel that's and right. Teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtles. But when... Cancel me all you want to. Cancel Cole. Bring it on. TBN yeah, try. Is not does not touch the Yeah. Let the woke moralist try. But as there's a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie coming out, and so we thought it would be the time to address uh, the gospel according to these Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And as we thought about a guest, we wanted somebody who maybe has dabbled a little bit in pop culture here and there, uh, but also also who when when interacting with pop culture almost maybe has to look at it from a gospel lens because they weren't allowed to watch things that weren't christian when they were younger and i feel like tyler that you might fall into that were the teenage mutant ninja turtles on the band list in the huckabee household growing up so uh i think the there's two answers to that i think it's yes and no because i think they were technically when i was a kid verboten uh (laughs) i i remember because i was i was i was born in 84 so i was the right age for the ninja turtles like that was very much that was what everybody was talking about ninja turtles you couldn't get away from turtle mania when i was a kid and i would say uh, with all due respect to Mike and Nancy Huckabee and my parents, who I would imagine will be listening to this. So Mike Mike Huckabee is your dad. <laughs> Mike Huckabee is my dad, but he's not that Mike Huckabee, which makes it doubly confusing. There was, I would say I was a little confused about what was and was not allowed and based mm. on which what the standards were. Because uh, there were a lot of superhero comics in my home, which if you follow my work, you know, that's a big part of what I continue to cover and talk about is superhero comics. But and that was and that was fine. I had those toys and have the comics and watch the cartoons and all of that. But for some reason, Ninja Turtles were kind of like, eh, that's a little too weird. Maybe that they go too far in the, you know, the other direction. So I wasn't supposed to have any of those. But I kind of just did any like my friends would give me the toys or maybe, you know, the movies would be playing in my friends' homes and I watch them over there and I felt kind of guilty about it. So I did uh, consume a lot of Ninja Turtle culture, but it, ha- it was contraband. <laughs> it wasn't technically permitted in the house. And I think finally my parents just kind of decided 
to let that one yeah. slide, you know, pick your battles and, and that one. And I just, I, I really liked them a lot. So we had the toys and we had the, the video, the old side scroller arcade game is, was probably my first real brush with them because we had that and the pizza hut and the little Nebraska town I grew up in. So, and I've dumped a lot of quarters into that thing. <laughs> for like 60 seconds of playtime. <laughs> right, like I right. did not, I was not very good at it, but that, so, it, so yes, it was banned, but I just didn't. Get there, it, it, it was, and it was, it seems like it was more don't ask, don't tell kind of policy. I think that was probably you, you a fair were proverbially way yeah. in the sewer of, uh, <laughs> there you go. You yes, got it. Yes. Dan, you, You've shared some uh, of your Ninja Turtle stories here on the yeah. podcast before. You were you were a big fan. They played a big part in your your upbringing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, born in '85, so you know, a year after Tyler, same thing. They were kind of geared towards me with the well, the '87 uh, show, and then the movies mm-hmm. coming out and things like that. Yeah, I've shared on the podcast before. In preschool, I had these little clips that went over my shoelaces because we didn't have like Velcro shoes. So you just have like regular shoelaces that I would clip these things over because I did not know how to tie my shoes. And that was my mom's way of keeping my shoes tied all year, all, all day. <laughs> and so I had Michelangelo ones. So when at the, at uh, where I went to preschool, uh, I got to be Michelangelo when we were role playing Ninja right. Turtles because Obviously. I had the, shoelace clips that were cool. Michelangelo, but then come Halloween all out of Michelangelo costume. So I had to be Leonardo for the parade preschool Halloween parade and mm. still, still uh, hurts a little bit till today. <laughs> that I had to be. Being Leo is sort of the bitterest pill to swallow. <laughs> yeah, up the... Ninja Turtle. <laughs> I'm nothing against the Leo heads, but, but it's like, it, no one's ever clamoring for the blue yeah, mask yeah. when you start. He's when being you get the kind of goody good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The goody too. And yeah, as, yeah. as we were planning this, I, I didn't, I don't think I've, thought of this before earlier today but in my family everybody in my family has a color so i have four daughters and um my oldest daughter uh kind of started to assign colors you know we would have the colored plates and it was like i get the blue plate i get the pink plate and things like that and as i was thinking about it this morning my four daughters colors are red orange purple and blue and so Mm. (laughs) uh i was like was, is this a subliminal thing that I've carried with me these last <laughs> funny. Do the personalities match up? Do they? I, a little bit. Yeah, like my youngest <laughs> yeah. is orange is her color. And she's definitely like the goofball because she's the youngest right. of them. Uh-huh. Um, uh, the My oldest is purple, which she's, you know, very smart. Um, but she's kind of she has some of the Leo leader tendencies that I guess uh, Don has. Uh, as well and you know my second born you know you know second borns uh dave like she's red and she is yep. uh, mm-hmm. ha- has a lot of that in her so it does kind of, it's eerily kind of as i'm thinking of this my daughters as the ninja turtles um makes That's a lot funny. of sense <laughs> i'm i'm I'm, I'm glad <laughs> i'm glad we could have this breakthrough dan i know this <laughs> is like therapy for me i'm like yeah. sorry like How, all the understand your family a little bit in my head as like coming to this realization like at the end of the movie when you like like the sixth sense they show all the clips that <laughs> happened right, yeah. earlier in the movie that you missed out on i'm like what my brothers were uh my older two brothers were ninja turtles for halloween and our neighbor 
across the street. She was very crafty and uh, she homemade their costumes and they were really sweet. I especially remember the heads, which were like paper mache. And, oh, wow. and um, it, wow. yeah, it was pretty awesome. I'll, I'll have to scrounge up a picture for our uh, our Instagram followers so that they can see. But uh, shout, shout out to Miss Heidi for, for the excellent work there. Uh, so uh, we already gave through some shade at Leonardo, uh, but who who is your favorite Ninja Turtle? I feel like there's there's one right answer, but we'll see. We'll, <laughs> we'll oh, see. Wow. <laughs> Tyler, we'll start with you. Who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Well, it's it's changed a little bit. When I when I was a kid, I really did. I I was drawn to like leaders mm. in a lot of the group books that I, like I like I liked Cyclops. I liked Captain America. I just kind of liked the guy who was up front. So I liked that about Leonardo. But uh, but other than that, he's like a pretty basic. Yeah. You know, he's just none of their personalities are like I would. This is not uh, in, in any way, shape, or form uh, Shakespeare like. <laughs> Leo leader, Raphael rebel, yeah. you know, they're, they're just not very nuanced, but leader, but Leo's particularly just kind of a hard one to, to crack. And as you get older, and I think this is probably a lot of people's trajectory, Raphael became at least the most compelling yeah. of the four for like, and I think that's pretty common because he watching him buck the trend. And there, I think a lot of people are able to probably identify with how hard it is to embrace acceptance uh, which is a focal point of a lot of the movies and TV shows and the video games and the comic books that have come out since then. So I do, when I read them, I'm most interested to see what happens with Raphael, but you can, there's, there's an interesting story to be told with any of them, yeah. I think yeah. done right. How about you, Dan? You had the uh, Michelangelo shoe clips. Uh, he, he helped you keep your shoes on. Is he your favorite or are you going somewhere else? I mean, growing up, obviously, yes, he was the fun one. The pizza didn't take things too seriously. It was always good for the punchline, the joke uh, of it all. And kind of as Tyler was saying, in some of the, I mean, it's been fleshed out to varying degrees and the different properties of it. Uh, I think I still resonate with him as the peacekeeper kind of part of the the group of trying to bring each other together uh during during the hard times and the good times the glue that's holding that together so yeah i'll still go mikey yeah yeah i when i said there's only one right answer i was actually i was thinking there's one or two and i do think michelangelo and Raphael are the two most compelling because Raphael does uh have that you you talked about it already tyler but there is like there are compelling stories to be told there and then michelangelo is the fun one and i do think leonardo and donatello um, for the most part are especially growing up, like they're the ones you want to avoid because they are the more boring kind of straight laced yeah, they're, they're characters. Adult teenager yeah. mutant turtles, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, they're barely, they're, they barely work as yeah. teens. Although, I mean, I, I think the problem is with nerd isn't really a person now like he's yeah. smart he's the tech yeah. guy that's something you do but it doesn't really give you a lot to like well what is he like like what is his what are what are don's what what interests him what, what's he passionate about what's he afraid of obviously that story can be told but it's not part of the archetype and it really isn't an archetype so that so he's other than that he's he's got a stick he has the only really non-lethal weapon of the bunch which could maybe tell you something about and it's the it. more defensive um, of the 
for weapons yes. as well, which yeah, can yeah, yeah. add to his personality if the writer brings it in that way. Yeah, sure, sure. And people have done that, I think. Oh, there's been attempts to try to do that in different ways in the in the dozens, maybe hundreds of different media <laughs> interpretations of these yes, characters. Yes. Yeah, I think I those two uh michelangelo and Raphael, are the two that i at times have associated with i think i had my rebellious phase at my christian high school growing up and felt a little bit like Raphael. uh but like dan was saying with being kind of a peacekeeper in a lot of i find myself playing that role in a lot of relationships or social settings where i'm always trying to break any tension with a joke and deflect things that i think might be getting to like a tensious point by saying something silly or whatever making a fool of myself so i can definitely relate to the two of them um as you said tyler there have been a lot of different iterations of teenage mutant ninja turtles do you find yourself drawn to a one in particular as being your favorite, the one that you've enjoyed the most? Um, that's and I, I have not read all. Right, I'm not yeah, like yeah. a like super well versed in any of these. I think that there is the original. I have read the original comic series, um, which I quite like. It, two guys by the name of uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, I believe, are their names, and uh, they kind of came up with it as like a jokey riff <laughs> on superheroes. <laughs> at the time and it was intended to sort of be a parody of like what at the time like like what frank miller was doing in his daredevil stories like grim gritty more mature kind of excessively violent or or adult in ways that superhero comics hadn't been and they're like well what if we just took everything that was working in superhero comics right now mutants for the x-men teenagers for the teen titans and ninjas from daredevil and put them into one like one like hyper successful creature and they came out with the with the turtles and obviously it ended up working better i think than they could have possibly anticipated that it would but those early stories are just kind of fun in the sense they're kind of subversive and they're very deliberately playing with a working within the larger context of what was happening in comic book culture at that time so reading them from that context is a lot of fun uh, and, but then as soon as the toy companies came knocking at their door, they were like, sure, we'll take a million dollars. Here you go. Have fun yes. with them. Like it was not a, they didn't feel a lot of like deep personal attachment to these characters. They were more than happy to take right. the check. And, and I'd say God bless them for it. Um, so I, and that, then you get into the, where I think we kind of found these characters, which was in the animated, like their, the nineties animated right. TV show, which was just fun kid stuff. And uh, I obviously watched that and I enjoyed it. I don't feel a lot of personal attachment to it now. I have dipped into here and there, some of the later comic book stories and some of them are really interesting and they really do try to do more mature catching up with them down the road, like kind of old, like, like senior mutant ninja right. turtles when they're a little more grizzled and yeah it doesn't work quite, it doesn't work quite as well but sometimes they'll do a sort of like where one or three of them have died and so there's only oh, yeah. one turtle left to avenge the rest was of them that the last Shredder. ronin or is that the, the last okay. ronin yeah yeah which is a good it's a good story it's very it's, it's well written the art is really really beautiful and it's always impressive to see how different creative teams can take a story that seems very dumb and silly on its face and try to find something poignant and meaningful in it, which we're hoping this new movie from Seth Rogen will do as well, I think. And, and I would say it looks pretty promising from the, from the outset, yeah. uh, but it'll be fun. So I would say that I would say really, because I, I do love comics as a medium. That's where I found probably my most, where I feel the most attachment to these characters now as a grown yeah. up. I, I think the, 
Secret of the Ooze uh, looms largest in my mind with like yeah. with Bebop and Rocksteady and with Vanilla Ice and the Ninja All-time Rap. All-time names right there. Let's just put that out. All-time <laughs> names. I, love, I do love Bebop, Bebop and Rocksteady. And Rocksteady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, it, that, yeah, that, they're goaded, I think. Um, but yeah, and then like, yeah, the, the Ninja Rap and um, and all that. I think that looms largest in my mind. I am I'm excited about the new Seth Rogen one that's coming out. I think it has. I, I have not engaged with the comics, so with like the cartoon series that the various cartoon series that have come out, the various movies that have come out. I don't know that there's exactly a high bar to like be the best one um, i don't think so i mean i i mean there's the movies are i think that first movie and secret of the user are pretty good yeah. for what they right. were at the time but if, but it's also such a product of the late 80s and early 90s where like being a teenager was the coolest thing <laughs> anybody could possibly yes. be and it was basically just meant you like were an adult but way cooler <laughs> like you had all the responsibilities of an adult but none of the like crushing responsibilities and you were just awesome which is why kids who are my age who are like eight years old and this was happening were like super pumped about all of this and it wasn't until and i think we kind of like maybe in the late 90s or early outs kind of shook ourselves off and realized oh no being a teenager mostly sucks <laughs> and you are you are so confused and scared of everything and you just want to die every day because you are so tired. And I think that feels like and that's something I heard Seth Rogen talk about on a podcast. He was on discussing this movie is they really wanted to foreground the teenage part of this, make that the primary lens that you view these characters through instead of the mutant or the ninja part, like you saw with the Michael Bay movies, which are pretty bad. <laughs> and uh, and make sure, you know, this is a teen coming of age story, which I think watching that trailer it's almost a jump scare when they start talking yeah. and they're like voices are cracking and they actually sound like right. kids. Yes. Yeah. Like, like you, they sound like you sounded when you were a teenager, which is seems sort of obvious in retrospect, but I don't know that that story has really been told what it looked in the way that it's being told here from what we can tell. Yeah, but I, I'm excited. I think the even the animation style, like for this new one um, is reminiscent of the like into the spider-verse uh movies that have been great and so i'm hoping it can capture some of that um and i do think seth rogan is a, a good person to give a shot at it that i don't think it's just like a money grab to like oh let's make it look like into the spider-verse and we'll make some money like i think he'll actually try to to tell a good story and so i'm excited for that so uh, across all of these uh, stories, there are a lot of through lines through Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, but the the big question, the reason why we're paying you the big bucks for this appearance, Tyler, is that people want to know, what is the gospel according to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Mm-hmm. You know, I think when you guys reached out to me about doing this podcast, as, as somebody who spent a big part of his professional life, find you know the gospel according to or where is god in x pop culture thing which i've done a lot of this this could be the toughest one <laughs> that i've had to i think that, that was i think your immediate response was like this will be the the toughest needle i've had to thread <laughs> yeah this this could be my if i'm michelangelo this could be my this this could really be my sistine chapel <laughs> i i've i've tried so i, I don't want to botch this and i i what i don't what i really don't want to do is do the thing where uh, some places have done, and hope, I'm sure I've done in the past too, where 
you're it, it's it's just too much of a stretch to be worth it. Um, but I, as I was thinking about this yesterday, while well, I was cleaning the house and trying to, <laughs> I, I do think that there is something that is that is always very compelling to me, and that I was that I find very compelling, especially in. Um, some of those series that I was mentioning earlier that served as inspiration for the Ninja Turtles, like the X-Men, uh, the Titans, uh, e- even the, the Daredevil comics to an extent, is this idea of found family, mm. um, which I know is, is a real, real struggle for people and learning to live within community, especially when you're thrown together and you don't really have a choice. The, this is this has to be your team. Uh, this is something you also have seen explored, I think, very, very well in James Gunn's uh, Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy, which is something that is clearly very important to him as a filmmaker and as a storyteller, is what do you do with people who are who don't get along, who aren't even necessarily all that likable, uh, but have to but have to learn to love each other and, and, and frequently do learn to love each other, not necessarily in spite of their warts and flaws, but but because of them. And I think that's what the Ninja Turtles movies at their best really can be about is you have these four outcasts uh, who are leading this, these very unique experiences, obviously. And yeah, they're ninjas and yeah, they're mutants and yeah, they're teenagers, but mostly they just don't have anybody else. Like who else could they even hang yeah. ra- hang yeah. around? And so having somebody, especially like an older person who can give them the discipline and the structure that you need to forge those kinds of bonds, especially when you're in, when you're in adolescence, I think is a really powerful framework. And I think part of the reason why this idea has stuck even beyond the toys and the franchises and the multiple iterations of them is that that is an extremely relatable thing when you're a teenager is you just feel so alone and you feel like nobody else understands you until you meet those couple people who most people do find at some point in their high school experience and you're like we click you do get me i do like being around you and those those people that they stick with you forever and they turn you into the kind of person that you're going to be so I think that that is something that is very core to the idea of the gospel. I think that's something that's very core to the idea of the church is that we have to learn to get along with each other, despite our how little we sometimes like each mm-hmm. other or feel very likable ourselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that the bond that we have, the structure that we've been given as a church body uh, can be extremely uh, useful in doing that if we let it. We're not always good at doing <laughs> right. that, but if we yeah. let it, it, it really can't be. I think at its at its best, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and any kind of team up thing, we see the the need for each person's skill set. You know, you mentioned sure. Guardians, yeah, yeah, yeah. like in different fight scenes or their dynamics. You need this person, this, and I think at at its best, there's stories that are told where it's okay. We need Donatello's tech. We need you know. Uh, Leo to be sacrificial or um, to take that leadership. We need the, you know, boldness and courage of Raphael. We need, you know, uh, Michelangelo. So like we need each other in the differences that uh, sometimes can separate us. Like you were saying, sometimes put us at odds that we don't necessarily always like Mm -hmm. each other, Uh, but for a common Mm -hmm. purpose, for a common goal, which is what the church is, which is what the community of believers uh, the way of Jesus Christ is a common goal of bringing the good news to the world uh, that we would come together, put our differences aside, but also uh, utilize those differences for this common goal, mm-hmm. for the common good. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Cause we all, we're all like prone to seek homogeneity. Like we want to be around people who are like us and we feel comfortable there, but we have stories like fictional stories, like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and guardians that show us that there's power in difference, but even, you know, with Jesus and his choosing of his disciples, like choosing people from vastly different backgrounds. And, um, I'm, I can only imagine the frustrations that they had with one another and the fights that they got into that aren't recorded for us. Uh, But Jesus specifically chose people who looked different and acted different and thought different and had different ideals to come together uh, to change the world. And that is what the church is supposed to continue to be rather than us retreating to our silos of people who agree with us that we're supposed to be uh, communities of people who who disagree uh, but stick together because of it and uh, stick around one another long enough to see the strength in those differences so uh you, you did it tyler good job i think you <laughs> home run. <laughs> I think it's important because I do think this is something that we we know in our heads, but we do a very bad yes. job of actualizing. Like, like if a like if it was up to Raphael, he would not be with the team. Right. Like he would have left, and that's frequently a plot point in these movies. Is that he's like, I'm done with you guys. I'm going to go it on alone. And then him learning that he does he does need that team, and and he and he deep down wants that team right. too. And I think that we all feel. And I think if it was up to Leo, he would have a team full of Leos. He would want people who are just like, like, follow, we follow the straight and narrow. We only Rational do the, you know, thinkers, there's, there's a right thing and a wrong thing. We, we do the right thing. Here's what the right thing is. And I think that's what so many of us want out of our, not, not out of our church experience. And, and a lot of churches are honestly pretty good at creating those kinds mm, of communities yeah. where everybody is more or less the same per you come in, you might come in one way, but the assumption is that hopefully you'll, you'll come out, you know, looking more or less the same on the other side. And I think the most successful churches that I personally have been a part of in my life are the ones that really allow these diverse opinions, identities to flourish yeah. and to, and to make each other stronger. And sometimes, and that's tougher for sure. It's a lot more complicated and it's a lot harder and a lot riskier uh, but what comes out the other end is so much more rewarding and so much stronger and uh, and makes everybody so much better than they would be otherwise. Yeah. We all need a, a splinter who can live in that tension yeah, with us. All right. You, you yeah. guys ready for a couple games? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Can't Cowabunga. Wait. All right. The, we're going <laughs> to uh, pizza time. <laughs> it's pizza time. It's also time for the Bible breakdown. And here comes the breakdown. All right, for the Bible break, which Bible character? I'm going to give you uh, one of the characters from uh, Team and T, and I want a Bible character that most closely aligns with them. Dan and Tyler, you guys can kind of, and myself, we'll all kind of, uh, we'll try to co-op this. All right, um, gotcha. so let's start with with Leonardo. Which Bible character do you think matches up with Leo? I would my. I, I, my first thought is Moses. Okay, uh, you know, a vet, like a leader who, who's very, very principled. Uh, really has his own ideas about the ways that sh- things should be run, and uh, and isn't afraid to to sort of buck the buck master splinter 
when it comes down to it. But ultimately, really, like people are drawn to him. People want to follow him. Doesn't find it too complicated. To, it just has that presence of, of can command a group of people. Uh, people look, there's a decision made. People just kind of like look that direction. Uh, so that, that'd, that'd be right. Yeah. I like Moses. I like Moses better than my answer. I Moses. I had uh, King David. And when I think of Leonardo, I think of like humility and um, kind of quiet reflection, kind of a humble mm-hmm. resolution, you know, and I think we see those, but I think we have like the quiet reflection. We know that David was someone who uh, withdrew. Uh, we have his Psalms uh, that he wrote. Um, and then he was someone who was resolved to, to do the right thing, um, especially early on where he had opportunities to kill Saul, but he was like, that's not the right thing to do. So I'm not going to do it. Uh, in early battles um, as king, he would first retreat and pray to, to God. Like, is this something that you want me to do? Um, so King David is who, who he, I thought he knew of how initially. to use a sword. You know, yeah, yes, that's true. Yeah, I got, yeah, I got to give He's you got that. the source. Yeah. Give me that. <laughs> Dan, did you have anybody for Leonardo, or you're gonna defer to uh, us here? I mean, those were good. Mine only was like John the Beloved, that his steadfastness, uh, you know, being the only the one at the crucifixion and kind of like seemingly was there uh, all the time. But your guys' ones was better, I guess. <laughs> all right, uh, points for us, I guess. Uh, how about how about with Raph who? Who do you got for Raph, Dan? We'll start with you. I had two, like one, maybe um, Simeon, the the zealot, you know, was always, mm. you know, was the kind of fight first, ask questions later. Or uh, I see, you know, we see a lot of Peter uh, where it was the the aggressive nature wanting to, to go f- first and then, you know, figuring out, oh, shoot, I do need other people like Tyler was saying, it was like, okay, he's going to be the first one to get out of the boat, but then there's going to be the flaws that happen and, you know, might betray somebody here and there. His emotions get the best of them and cut somebody's ear off. Uh, but then ultimately, you know, comes around and, and seeks to work together. Yeah. I had, I had Peter for Raph as well, you know, angsty and earnest, but also has like a perseverance. He's going to stick it out. Um, how about you, Tyler? Interesting. Peter's on my list, but he was okay. not here. Right. He's on. He's. I had him for a different character. We'll get to. Uh, but uh, but I, I I said I said Samson. Um, okay. Samson, mm-hmm. hothead, uh, tends to trust in his, in his strength. Goes it alone. Doesn't need anybody else's rules. Doesn't like anyone else telling him what to do. Think first. Apologize later. Uh, makes a lot of mistakes along the way. Just doesn't really fit in with the with the rest of the groups. I like it uh what they're trying yeah. to do and uh in uh, he's kind of got a thing ref does with uh april where he's especially drawn to her yeah and yeah yeah T- tends to think with his hormones sometimes that probably that works yeah, too yeah. yeah yeah that's good he's a teenager yeah <laughs> he's a teenager. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah well that's good that's good i like it um all right so we got peter or samson for Raphael. we might have to We'll see how your where Peter lines up for you later. If we want to uh, switch that over, uh, Donatello. Who do we have for Donnie here? I'll I haven't started yet. Um, I went with this one was probably the hardest for me, but I went with John yeah. the Baptist because um, I think he's under oh. he's underappreciated. Um, he's happy to work behind the scenes. He doesn't need to be the main guy. He doesn't need to be the one who's up front, but. Um, 
but he's always working for the good of the group and for for what's best, uh, not for himself personally, but for the collective. See, I went, I I like that. I like that. That's good. I went with Nehemiah, uh, a builder. Mm, you know, mm. he, the wall, yeah. like put together the the wall, and saw saw a need, and decided to fix it with to with ancient technology, but technology <laughs> nevertheless, yeah. and, and and so it made sense that he would be thinking about like creative solutions to things with the materials that he had at hand. Yeah. My, mine was Luke kind of a lot of the reasons that you guys brought up was, uh, was there either the, the doctor not necessarily always in the forefront, but helper, uh, with, with that, but smart trope, you know, of that. Yeah. yeah. He's a, he's, it's a tough one. Don, like I said, Donatello is a tough yeah. one because we don't know his personality. Right, right. We just know what he's yeah. good at. Yeah. How about Michelangelo? Who do we have for Mikey? Is this your Who? Peter? This was my Peter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, in my mind, Peter was always more of just like a like like kind of a. I, I see him a lot. I, I think of Peter a lot as like as like Nick Miller on New Girl, <laughs> just kind of a garrulous <laughs> like kind of bit like doofy guy. I, I think that that's who Peter would be today. I think he'd be. Yeah, I think he's obviously. And this is frequently shown. This is shown in the comics a lot, especially Mike rising to the challenge when they need somebody to like, he's the party thing is sort of a front that he uses a defense mechanism. Overlooked sometimes has, but, because of that. Yeah. But he has a deep well of, of, of like strength and responsibility and courage that he, that, that is there right underneath the surface and he knows it. It's just not his default mode until it really has to be, which I think is something that you see in Peter a lot. That's good. That's good. I like it. Peter is a better thought out one than mine. I The first person that came to my mind and then I stopped thinking about it was Barnabas uh, because <laughs> just because his name means son of encouragement. And so I just feel like Mikey, he brings the joy. He brings the encouragement to the group. Uh, we can we can go a little bit faster through quick hitters through the, the rest of them for April. I'm ready. You ready? The, Sam- the Samaritan. Yeah, that's what I had. Woo. We oh we wow. so different. So she she's different from the one she's worked with. She's a Samaritan. You know, obviously Jesus is a Jew. Versus the she's April's human. Uh, versus the anthropomorphic turtles. She's a reporter. Uh, John four tells us many of the Samaritans well, from good. that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. <laughs> that's good. He told me everything I ever did, and so. Uh, you know, nice. Samaritan woman is out there telling the stories. I April like O'Neill telling the stories. Tyler, you obviously your answer is wrong, but what did you have? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I did not have the moment of the well. I did not have the moment of the well. I but I but I was we're we're, we're plowing the same field. Okay. Uh, kind of. I, I said Gabriel, the okay. angel, messenger, okay. uh, delivering the you know telling telling others about you know what this this crazy yeah. thing that is. That has happened. Uh, obviously, also very courageous and also very different yeah. from the rest of the yeah. from the rest of very, the characters. So we're on same the same page. page. Yeah, same reasoning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Dan, you who take us to the next side character that you. Okay, I've okay. Sh- I've Shredder. So I've Shredder as Saul. So um, different iterations have um, have Splinter as the pet rat of the ninja named Hamato Yoshi. Uh, who is tied to Shredder either directly or, um, you know, other people that were in the Foot Clan. And so there's this kind of uh, starting out friends, but then a rift uh, that is breaking between uh, kind of Shredder and Splinter 
uh, here. Uh, and then also, Shredder is known for what? Sh- sharp. Sh- his his, yeah, his, his armor, armor yeah. right? His armor that the the one graphic said he he used triangular like cheese graters as his like imagery for (laughs) who's this guy i don't know but Uh, i bet he never has a hard time finding a can opener (laughs) and so then of course we know uh saul and we have the story of his armor putting it on uh dressing uh the bronze helmet on david and uh so i have saul all right i put satan question mark but i don't know if that was too if that was too on the nose so i also wrote nebuchadnezzar all right evil guy i also said uh nebuchadnezzar um but i didn't really think through that one too much tyler you have anybody for shredder you know i went this is going to be controversial but like i said cancel me all you want i'm I'm, i don't fear i don't fear your cancel your your cancel culture barbs Uh, Uh, if you say jesus Uh, i don't know if i can post this no, 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 no 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 but i said but i said but i said james um the the writer of the letter not because i think they're both bad or anything like that but i just think that james has this like there's like an attachment to the way things ought to be mm. and, and the way things should be and like upholding the the older order of things which i think is mm-hmm. a very good thing to have you need that in your group and and obviously james is a good example of that but it can obviously also go awry if you're not a healthy person which i think is what you see with shredder mm-hmm. Good, good. All right, I I won't cancel. I can't speak for the mobs, but uh, okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> like I said, bring it on. Bring it on. You All right, Dan. Did you have any other side characters? Uh, I mean, my my splinter. I was just thinking Moses, as far as the 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 elder teacher leader, um, seeking to guide people in the the ways of the law. And so, you know, Moses teaching the law to the people, having to rebuke them, having to, you know, deal with their failings and things like that. So I had Moses as splinters. I I had, uh, again, another, I had Jesus question mark. uh, But then if that's too blasphemous, uh, I thought of Elijah who mentors. Uh, See, I said Elijah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, What was your thought process behind Elijah? That sounds like what you're saying. A, a mentor, uh, somebody who who raises other people up to to, to follow in their yep. footsteps. Yep. Um, and then, Dan, did you have anyone for Casey Jones? That's the only other one I have. I had for Casey Jones. I had Apollos um, because he has like the gumption. He's out there. He's doing the thing, but he's not initially a part of the team. He's kind of by himself, and so he needs some order and some structure. And Apollos gets kind of brought in by uh, Aquila and Priscilla and taught the the true gospel, and then he's like allowed to go back out there, and he's a part of the team. Yeah, I put for the same similar reason. I put John, uh, the the, the beloved, who's also you know the son of thunder. Right, he right. was you know he you see him being like pretty wild, pretty ambitious those early days, but was able to get a little structure and and cool his jets a little bit by the end yeah. of his life. All right, very good. Uh, we'll. I have one more game for us. Uh, this is a popular game we play here. Will it preach? This specific version of Will it preach is called Master Splinter or Pastor Splinter. And uh, if it'll preach, then it's Pastor Splinter. And then you've got to tell me kind of the context in which you would uh, use this quote if you were preaching. And again, you two can can co-op it. I'll set, I'll set this one out and just give you the, the quotes here. So the first one uh, is, Tonight you learn the final and greatest truth of the ninja. The ultimate mastering comes not from the body, but the mind. 
Tyler, will it preach? Yeah, I think that I think that would preach. I think that's a good thing to you know that that's a I, you, you could take it too far to this sort of like Gnostic uh, idea yeah, that you know. That's the, what I was just thinking. They're gonna preach a miracle. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the body doesn't matter at all. But uh, but I think you could also say you know an, uh, too much focus on the outward. You know, man, man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. If we can, if we could, if we could say that by mind master splinter meant what we would also refer to as a heart which i think you could maybe you could maybe squint a little bit and do then i think that would (laughs) yes yeah yeah and the ultimate mastering right there's still some mastering of the body but the ultimate mastering comes from the mind so the renewing of the mind as paul might say um all right so that'll preach how about uh anger clouds the mind turn inward inward it is an unconquerable enemy Will it preach? Yeah, I would say, you know, in your anger, do not sin. Jesus having emotions, uh, having, you know, a righteous anger or having grief. But uh, what do we do with those things? Uh, We can allow them to be uncontrolled and maybe bringing up different if you're doing a sermon series on emotions or maybe even a sermon series on anger, uh, bringing up things in the Bible where people let their anger get the best of them and in their anger they did sin and so okay what do we do with that how do we still love uh with things that uh aren't of god here on earth how we channel our emotions into being uh godly people uh servants uh, without that falling into sin in that way all right yeah it's yeah so pastor Pastor Splinter. splinter all right uh Number three, there is no monster more dangerous than a lack of compassion. Will it preach? It's a little hyperbolic, <laughs> but I, I don't. But I don't disagree with the general pre- the general premise of the. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a. I, I don't think you could go too wrong in defaulting towards compassion at every opportunity. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, a, a, a survey of the gospels of all the times where it says Jesus was filled with compassion um, would be good. And even the the love, the greatest law, right? Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. So without compassion, you're not going to be able to obey the greatest law, the greatest command. There's a little thing. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this or I'm just like too extremely online, but I remember a little bit of a dust up on Christian Twitter a few months ago about empathy, yes. the idea of empathy and whether or not empathy is a good thing or a bad thing. And, and, uh, and I didn't really engage in it because, you know, life is short um, <laughs> and, uh, and I've got other things going on. But uh, but I'm, I, I come down very pro empathy in, in that quote unquote debate. Yeah. So I, I think that in that sense, maybe some of my uh, brothers and sisters on Christian Twitter could do well to sit at the feet of Pastor Splinter <laughs> yes. and and tame. If insofar as compassion and empathy are, are the same thing, which I think they're quite similar, uh, it's it's worth worth yes contemplating that teaching. Yeah, wild times when saying you're pro empathy is a is a bold stance. But <laughs> yeah, that, but yeah. here, like I said, cancel culture. <laughs> you know where to find me. But here we find ourselves. All right, last one from Master or Pastor Splinter. The path that leads to what we truly desire is long and difficult, but only by following that path do we achieve our goal. Will it preach? Uh, truly, truly is doing a lot of work. In that sense, mm, yeah. Mm. 
I, I think the the I mean the idea of our flesh being fallen and uh, m- many times our desires uh, is that path that leads to destruction is the wide gate. Um, if if we can kind of finesse it into that the desires of our hearts as Christians or the the f- fulfillment of what we're called to to do is you know having the mind of Christ and having his goal for our life then that's that worthy pursuit but i think we fa- we fall into that that is a kind of a false gospel of just follow your heart and you know what you want to do and fulfill yourself uh is you know finding that or you know finding your own fulfillment doing what you what you want to do, regardless of what the world says, you know, following after your own identity or your own passions, regardless of what anybody else says, that's what you need to follow. That's that long path. Uh, I think that's a false gospel. I think it would, uh, I think it would depend by, depend on what we mean by truly mm. here, what you truly desire, because there's all sorts of things that I think I desire. Right. Um, yeah, there is a way that seems right to his, to a man, uh, but if we can if we can assume that he has set eternity on our hearts, uh, which I think is, is a safe thing to teach, it, it it depends on how deep we can get into this. Is this what I truly desire? Is this what I think I desire? Is, is this the is is this uh, my my sinful nature that is calling me to this thing? Or is this who I truly am, who I truly was created to be? It's not always easy to know yeah. that. And I think it takes a lot of maturity and wisdom to to get to that point. And I don't know if Master Splinter has fully instructed the the, the boys <laughs> in the way of separating their sinful nature from their from their true hearts mm-hmm. that they've been created to be. Um, but I think if we can, if we if we put a lot of maybe undue emphasis on truly, then I think it would preach. But I would, like Dan is saying, I would want to qualify yeah. it a bit. So Pastor Splinter might be getting a few follow up emails from from. This yeah, message. I think that's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I bonus uh, real quick is from Michael Angelo. Um, Forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for a light pizza. Will it preach? No, we don't actually have to get into that one. Wait, what is a light pizza? Did I say light? Uh, late, late, a light pizza. Late, yeah. or a late pizza. I botched. I botched. The I joke. mean, <laughs> no, hang on. I mean, they, we we don't know what like is that delivery guy? Or are you shortening? It might not be the delivery guy's fault. It's true. True. He couldn't. Right. Yeah, he couldn't find the sword. Yeah. No, I think be be generous in all things. You know. Yeah. Be yeah. generous. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Mikey. <laughs> all right. Well, um, you're better. I know that this was. This was a tall challenge, Tyler, but I think you rose you rose <laughs> to the occasion. So thank you. Uh, oh, man, thank what, you. What are you up to these days? People want to follow along with what you're doing. Where can they find you at? Yeah, sure. I am. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm at Tyler Huckabee, just by my full name on on Twitter, as long as it lasts, which it may not <laughs> even be out by the time you guys get this podcast out the door. Uh, but that's also me on Blue Sky. If you're over there. Uh, you can you can subscribe to my writings at Clusterhuck on Substack. Uh, I'm over there doing uh, two t- two newsletters a week. Uh, you get one of them for free. You get both of them for a subscription price. And uh, I think that's most of what I'm most of what I'm up to these All days. Right. Very good. We'll put those things in the show notes so 
everybody can great yeah if you want to you want to uh, find him and tell him why he was wrong people that's uh that's <laughs> go, how ahead. You get go ahead like i said go ahead yeah. if you actually you get to cancel him uh an expedient rate to canceling if you subscribe to his sub stack so just uh cancel me <laughs> free me yeah. free yeah. me yeah. cancel me just <laughs> letting me out of the cage <laughs> Thank you, Tyler, for joining us. Thank you for everyone out there uh, listening, following along, joining us for the gospel according to. Remember to follow us on all social media platforms that exist or um, might not exist uh, or follow until they (laughs) don't exist or new ones pop up. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, You can watch this on YouTube if you want to see my uh, cool uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shirt. Uh, follow us at TGAT Podcast. Thank you for sharing the gospel according to with your family, your friends, um, with your uh, anthropomorphic, um, you know, animals that live in the sewer beneath your house. Uh, but thank you for following, for sharing. Yeah, uh, and share with it with your sons before they go off and become part of the Foot Clan. You don't want that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You can also you can send us mailbag questions on any of those social medias or by emailing tgatpod at gmail.com. We'd be happy to answer that question. Uh, do your part. Make sure that you're doing your part and obeying the Great Commission by helping us spread the gospel according to podcast. One great way to do that is leaving a five-star rating and review. We will happily read that here on the air, even and especially if you end it with hashtag cancel Tyler. Uh, and thank you for tuning in to listen to your favorite hump day podcast. This was the gospel according to Teenage Mutant Turtles. Turtle power. Not those Huckabees. Because I think they were technically when I was a kid who promoted. All due respect to Mike and Nancy Huckabee, my parents, so I would imagine we'll be listening to this. Mike Huckabee is your dad. Not those Huckabees. Growing up as a preteen and watching all of these shows on television, like that are like you're saying, glorifying, you know, teenage and high schoolness. And then I, I specifically remember times in my life where I was like, this isn't like that, like, you know, getting to high school and you're like, like, how did Screech get shoved in these lockers? My locker is so <laughs> small. Like, this is not like the, you know, pop culture way of saying that you know we're all going to hang out at a diner i was sold this bill that is not what high school is yeah yeah i know zero karate (laughs) i got none yeah Yeah. there are no bad guys that i get to fight or yeah Yeah. i'm not i can't order pizza on my own like i can't do that yeah there's no as long as mom leaves a 20 on the fridge (laughs) right like i I need right there's no the max to go to or chubbies to (laughs) hang out after school yeah which is the thing you know with you know all of these ninja turtles shows and things where he's swinging swords left and right but no one ever gets cut yeah yeah tends to think with his hormones sometimes that probably that works too yeah